Welcome to the All People Podcast, where we talk all people all the time. I'm your host, Elisa Southall. My goal is to improve Canada and employee experiences as well as company cultures throughout U.S. employers. We do this by leading with empathy, diversity, inclusion, equality, teamwork, and transparency. Come on this journey with me. Welcome back to an episode of All People Podcast, where we talk all people all the time. I am your host, Elisa Southall, and I have the privilege today of having Coach Wendy here on our podcast today. And I'm going to let Wendy not only pronounce her last name, um, but also I'm going to guess it's Taduchi, but I don't want to mess that up. Um, But I also want to um, just let her introduce sort of who she is and what she does. Hey, Wendy. Hey, Alisa. You didn't want to take a crack at that. You did a nice job with the last name. Nicely done. Yeah. Taduchi, Taduchi, however it comes out, like it's not easy. It's fine. Uh, so thank you for inviting me here today. And I am so excited to be talking with you because my goodness, we have had so much fun, uh, just chatting and now you're all invited to join us kind of like a peek behind the curtain. So long story short, but, um, I am the expert at her aging parents, her thriving business. And let me ask you a question. Do you know how employers, or I'm sorry, employees, entrepreneurs, could be you, could be a coworker, could be a friend. Do you notice how they are struggling? They might not say anything, but you just kind of notice. They might say something. And they're struggling with not only working their job, their career, their own business, while simultaneously taking care um, of an aging parent. If you know someone like that, keep them in your, in your mind as I'm explaining who I am and what I do. Because through my coaching, through my five-step program that I will, I'll give you a little peek see at this today, I help those individuals, those entrepreneurs, those employees, your friends, your coworkers, who are also taking care of an aging parent and they are struggling with all of the background worries that are happening. Should I do this? Did I do this? What about this? What about that? And as a result of that, they are not focused at work. And as a result of that, they're making mistakes. They're not having a good time at work. They might be on your bad side, right? And so through my coaching, I work with those individuals. And in fact, my client Val came to me because she said, you know, my time at work is just fractured. I'm all over the place and I can't concentrate. I can't focus. I'm not bringing in the revenue. I'm making mistakes. I feel like shit. And so after working with me, Valerie changed and she said, you know, my time at work is no longer fractured. I'm focused when I'm at work, I am fully at work and I'm building up the revenue and I'm doing what I need to be doing and I'm doing what I love to be doing and I'm totally there. And when I'm with my mom, I am with my mom and it feels so good to be grounded in that. So do you know an individual, an entrepreneur, an employee of yours, uh, a friend, a coworker who is struggling in taking care of an aging parent. 
I have a next best step for you at the end of this call. So just kind of hang on. <laughs> well, and, and Wendy, Coach Wendy, I think that's great. Honestly, like what you're doing is fantastic. Not only yeah. from somebody who's in HR, who has seen th these kinds of things, but I also think about the five generations of workers we have in the workforce, right? And mm -hmm. those baby boomers and Gen Xers. And I even point to myself as a millennial, I have been taking care of my grandparents because I work from home, which means people think I don't work. <laughs> um, yeah, isn't that great? Oh, yeah, it's a great yeah. thing. And so, um, so I'm the one that's been taking them to their appointments. And, and just like you're mm -hmm. saying, right, you're being pulled in all different directions. And how do I make both of these things work, but not make my grandparents or in other cases, your parents, right, feel like they're a burden to you because they already feel Bingo. that way. Yeah, absolutely. There, there is a way to do that. And mm -hmm. uh, when we have more time to spend together, I'll tell you all about it. And for right now, it sounds like what you're wanting to know and, and the listeners and viewers are wanting to know is how to do that, how to run your business, work a job and take care of them and not have them feel like it's a burden. Is that what I'm hearing you ask? Well, in general, I was just saying like, that's my experience oh, gotcha. of it, right? Um, but in terms of, you know, with, with yeah. what you're helping clients, I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, right. Especially if they work for a company, not maybe the entrepreneurs, but the mm -hmm. people that work for corporations, if somebody is out or going out on FMLA, that could be a trigger for you to come in and, and help that person. I mean, granted FMLA right. then would have to be for the agent, for the taking care of a parent side, but I feel like that would be a good cue yeah. to say, we have to call coach Wendy and, and see if she can provide help to this person. You know, that is a great cue. And here's why a lot of individuals, a lot of employees that are taking care of an aging parent, I'm going to be very specific in that, right? That are taking care of an aging parent are not telling anybody other than filling out the forms. They're not talking about it at work. They're just in there and they're doing their work, but you can also tell something's not right right? They're, they're acting differently. They're not as happy-go-lucky as they might used to have been, right? And, and something's going on. So that is a good trigger to say, you know, um, I noticed that's a great way to start a conversation because you're not calling anybody out. You're just noticing. I noticed that you filed this uh, FMLA paperwork and that might be all you need to say. And they might be like, oh yeah. And, and they just launch into this, you know, I'm, I'm, Suddenly mom fell and I didn't know what to do. And now I've got to take time off and I'm just kind of all over the place. And right. And that's when you say, well, you know what? I've got someone who's been there, done that. Uh, and can help you with this. Would you like to meet her? Yeah. And I can tell you from being in HR, I've, I've seen those people, right. And one of the ways that they sort of, as you said, have an indicator that something else is going on, even if they haven't filled out that paperwork is maybe their performance is slipping. Maybe right. um, they were this great employee and you're like, there's been a shift, right? And to your point, it's bringing them in and saying, hey, I've noticed there's a shift. Like, what can we do to help you, right? Mm -hmm. And not looking at it from a standpoint of like, your performance isn't where we need it to be, fix it, right? But opening up and saying, how can we support you with whatever your need is? A hundred percent. And uh, I don't know how many of you out there loved the show, New Amsterdam, but the doctor, I mean, his, right, his question his question always yeah. is, how can I help? That's it. That's all you need to say. How can I help? And can you imagine when you ask that question to an employee that is str on the struggle bus, 
with taking care of an aging parent, working a job. Maybe they have kids at home too, and they're just like sandwiched in between all this. But can you imagine what that question will open up for them? Is that possibility of, I don't have to figure all of this out alone, right? And how will that turn around for you as the employer when you're there supporting your employee? I mean, what kind of dividend is that going to pay back for you? You are going to have such an engaged, enthusiastic employee to be with your company when you say, how can I help? And then you provide that, me, that help. Well, and I will say to your point, right, they're going to be, I mean, your employees are your brand ambassadors positively or negatively, right? If you're treating them poorly, they're going to blast that all over social media. But if you, if you know, such a hard time in their life, when they're dealing with an aging parent, every challenge that comes with that, right? If you treat them well, and you show them respect, and you say, how can I help you? They're going to tell the world about what you did. A hundred percent. Yeah. And that's, it's going to come back to you so many times over. Mm. So obviously this is a passion project for you. So why was this so important? Was there something that sparked you in your journey to say, this is something that the world needs? Yeah, indeed. Indeed it was. Uh, So my mom and my dad, uh, and also uh, a gal that I went to high school with. So three people. Uh, So back to my parents. So my dad uh, was a caregiver and he was also an entrepreneur just like me. Uh, in his case, he was a farmer, right? So as a farmer, you have to be an accountant, you have to be a chemist, you have to be a weatherman, like all the things, right? So he was he was taking care of my grandmother who lived next door farming also. And um, he was not taking care of himself. He sacrificed his health to take care of her to the extent that he um, had some pretty severe abdominal pain. Now, let me back up. I was five years old at the time, right? I didn't know any of this until I was in my twenties, right? Uh, so instead of going to the doctor, he decided to take grandma's prescription pain medicine, which is no joke. That that stuff is, you know what that is. It's, it's pretty serious. Um, grandma passed away. Shortly after that, dad went to the doctor and he was diagnosed with stage four colon cancer and they could not do anything, right? And a year later he passed and I was six. And so when mom told me what happened, um, that was the beginning of, you know what? That sucks and that is not okay. That is not okay for him to sacrifice his health and his life to take care of her, right? And to think that he had to, Because that's what I feel like, uh, and I know for a fact, a lot of you out there are saying, oh no, I'm going to put that off. I'm going to put off going to the doctor. I'm going to, because I need to take, guess what? No, Um, some pretty serious stuff can happen to you. And then where is your loved one going to be? Where's your family going to be? Where's your career going to be? So that's one why. Um, My second why is I have been taking care of my mom for for the past 12 years. And in doing so, I still enjoy a thriving coaching practice. I take a day off every month uh, to have some fun and just take a day off, right? Um, And I travel and she still is very well taken care of. Um, And she's my why. 
she's my second wife because she has taken care of everybody throughout my entire life. And I have seen that. So she took care of my dad, took care of her parents. She got remarried. Um, actually, the year after I married my husband, she married my stepfather. He developed Alzheimer's. Guess what? She took care of him. And also in the course of that, noticing her taking care, and I'm noticing, boy, when my time comes to take care of her, I cannot do it the same way she's doing it. She's retired. She's a, She was a farmer's wife, right? Uh, I run my own business. I can't just drop everything, right? And And I didn't want to, to be totally honest. I did not want to be that caregiver because I had a career. I have a career. I have a life. Um, and so once I figured myself out and taking care of her, then I went back and remembered my dad. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to help others that are just like me, an entrepreneur or an employee, somebody with a career that is also juggling, taking care of an aging parent, because I want to make your journey a lot smoother and a lot more fun because it can be. My third person my third why is a gal I went to high school with. She was, she is a couple of years younger than I am. So at 46, 47, she had a stroke. 47. Entire right side of her body is paralyzed. She was uh, working a full-time job, had two sons, married, taking care of her mom. And guess what? She was not taking care of herself. And this happened. And on my watch, Mm -mm. that's not okay. That is not going to happen on my watch. And that's why I'm such a fierce supporter of those that are taking care of an aging parent and work at a job and a career or entrepreneur even. Yeah. Those, those really resonate, honestly. I mean, it's, it's impressive that, you know, it seems like it's in your blood to help people, right. But you're trying <laughs> to is. navigate a way to do it. That's healthy. And right. it makes me think about when you're on an airplane and they say you have to put your own oxygen mask on yep. first because, and, and I often was one of those people that I was like, no, no, you don't. You put the other person's on. Cause if mine doesn't work, then they need one. And I'm like, oh, Except if I'm dead, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's really hard for me to put on my, you know, it's somebody really else. It's really hard when you're dead. Yeah. To, <laughs> to do that. So it's, you know, it sounds selfish to say, help yourself first, but mm. you can't pour from an empty cup. You can't, you know, you can't put on somebody else's mask if yours isn't on. It just, it doesn't work that way. It does not work that way at all. Never has, uh, never will. Mm. And I can say too, you know, May was um, Mental Health Awareness Month. And a, a lot of people like to talk about these things during that month, but we need to be talking about them all year round. All the time. 100%. And work need to works need to be providing work places need to be providing, you know, mental health days, or even more education around FMLA, because oftentimes these people will be struggling with this um, push and pull of having an aging parent, but don't remember that FMLA is available to them. Yeah, that's such an excellent point. Um, you don't have to struggle, right? And the FMLA is a beautiful thing, because you can have that uh, chunk of time to really get things done and get things set up. Um, and that's one of the things I show my clients how to do is, okay, this is the base of what you, what it's going to help you 
to be able to navigate life, work, being you. Um, let's get this set up in the time that you have with your FMLA. If you don't have FMLA, no worries. We can set that up anyway. But um, long story short, it's going to make your life so much easier. It will. And if you're in a state like Massachusetts, where I am, we mm. have PFML. And one of the things I'm trying to educate entrepreneurs about, and maybe this is you know going to be right up your alley, mm-hmm. is you know, for entrepreneurs, they can, they can pay into that PFML as well. So it's not just for employers as a entrepreneur, as a solopreneur, I can pay into that and I can then take time off away from the business I own and get paid for putting money in and then needing to take that time off to take care of an aging parent or grandparent or whatever, you know? So for people that have those aging parents that are in Massachusetts, that are entrepreneurs, they can have skills sometimes to get paid while they're taking care of that aging parent. Yes, 100%. And I have to bring something up. If you've made it this far in in this uh, podcast and you're saying to yourself, anything close to, I'm fine, I can just push through and I can get this done. I I can work. I can also figure out this, the, the, forms and this, that, and the other, and the doctor appointments and going to the grocery store. I've got it. I'm okay. I want you to ask yourself one question. Are you ready? What feels good about that? What feels good about pushing so hard and doing all the things? What feels good about being exhausted? Mm, Well, and to your point, right? I mean, honestly, you can't do all the things well right? So something has to suffer. Something has to give. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't want that to be you and your business or you and your time or your mental health or your health. Um, and like you were saying in your examples of your whys, right? Um, when we often neglect our own health to put the health of somebody else ahead of ours, and that's not healthy either, because if you're not there to be their caregiver, then they don't have one. Exactly. Uh, and also the example that you set for yourself and the boundaries you set for yourself, mm-hmm. other people see that, right? So you're like yeah. a, a beacon to the world. Um, either a, you're, you're beaconing them in or you're repelling them because it's like, Ooh, gosh, uh, whoo, she's a hot mess. They don't know why. Right. Or, Oh, wow. She's really, boy, she works a job. She has a family. She's taking care of her mom. I want to know how she does this. She looks perfectly sane too, right? Mm. Uh, Because that that absolutely is the case and it can be the case, um, you know, instead of running a thousand miles an hour. Yeah. And I'm going to make a little bit of a controversial point here, right? Ooh, Um, all right. Bring it on. I know, I'm ready. Um, So- and you keep saying, it, and I was actually going to bring this up. So you keep saying her and she, and I want to push on that a little bit because I re- I wrote an article recently about how there's gender bias still exists and there's still so, traditional yeah. gender bias roles, both at yeah. work and at home, even though many of us that are trying to break those because we don't want to be locked into these things, they, they exist. And so it oftentimes falls still to the females. Um, yeah to be the caregiver for the parents. Yeah, it, it does. And, and I'm saying she a lot because honestly, that's, I work with women. They are drawn to me. 
Um, not to say that I would not work with a man. I absolutely would. Um, when he or they or she or whatever are like, okay, Wendy, I can't do this anymore. I need some help. Um, I, I, I need to figure out myself so that I'm not stressed because I'm stressing out my parent and my parents stressing me out because like, it's a, it's a vicious cycle and it does not have to be, it's kind of like, uh, what I touched on earlier, like you are a beacon, right? How you show up, we're all energy, right? And the kind of energy that you are showing up with, that's the kind of energy that your loved one sees. And if your loved one sees you as uh, frantic, chaotic, exhausted, right? That's going to rub off on them, making them feel the same. It's, it's, enter, it's an exchange of energy. And the other side of things, when you're showing up as relaxed and okay, whatever comes at me, I got this, right? Your loved one, your aging parent is going to mirror that. And I think you brought this up earlier, like for them not to feel like they're a burden. That's one of the ways you do that. Yeah. And I, and I 100% agree with you, you know, that's something that I, that you hear a lot from aging parents is I don't want to be a burden to you and your business mm-hmm. and your schedule, mm-hmm. but it's also like, but I also can't just leave you here to dry. So, you know, there's, there's gotta be a happy mm-hmm. medium. You can't keep saying that we're a burden because I don't need that emotional drain every single time. Right. But I also have to then be responsible for creating my own boundaries and saying Absolutely. I can, but I can't do this. Bingo. Yeah. And, and point in fact, um, my client, Sally Joe is a perfect example of this. She came to me because she was exhausted. She was exhausted because she's taking care of her sister and her husband. And she's got a coaching practice, right? The coaching practice was in the toilet. She was not making hardly any money because she was tired, right? She's trying to take care of these people. She had no energy to take care of her business let alone herself. So I'm getting to the boundary uh, and how this was helpful. So once Sally Jo started taking better care of herself, she said everything fell into place. And how this happened, getting to the boundaries, she was push mowing their yard on her own, right? In addition to taking care of her sister and her husband and trying to run a business. Uh, And what she landed on, she said, once I started taking better care of myself, everything fell into place. And one of those things was she set a boundary. She's like, I can't, I don't have the energy and I don't need to be push mowing the, the yard. Thank you very much. Right. Boundary. This is not for me. I need right to be doing something else. She hired someone to push mow. Guess what? While he was push mowing, she got to work on her business because she got to work on her business she started charging more money. She started charging what she was worth. The value of what her clients were experiencing as a result of working with her, right? Uh, Once she got rest and was taking care of herself, she figured that out. She learned it. Uh, So she set a boundary like, no, I'm not doing this anymore. I will pay someone to do that. Was it easy for her to do that? No, because she at that time did not have the money to do it. However, once she, uh, it's, it's draw the three D's do delegate drop, 
right? She delegated this one. And when she delegated something she did not need to be spending her time on, she could spend her time in the business and that's how she got the money to pay for it. Yeah, that's really that's a really good example. Yeah. Um, so I know that you have the five steps in freedom. I focus. do. So I, or five steps to freedom and focus. Right. So I want you to share with us, if you will, I know that's yeah, a sneak peek, share with us a little bit about what that is and what those five steps are. Well, yeah, perfect. So these five steps are a combination of things. Mm. It's a combination of um, the... You saying to yourself, okay, self, I can't do this alone. It's also a combination of the back end of uh, caregiving, right? And the nuts and bolts and things that I have already figured out. I am your guide on the side, right? Your fast track to figuring out the, the paperwork and who do I contact for this and how do I get a, right? I'm your resource gal. And the five steps to freedom and focus, uh, how this came about was through my journey, trying to figure myself out, taking care of my mom. Okay, that worked for me. I'm going to try this on my clients, right? And it worked for them too. So the five steps go like this. Uh, first of all, here you are, oh, rain cloud over you, and you are struggling with time, with focus, with energy, with all those, all the head trash. Okay, that's happening. And so your first step out of this and into the stars and the sunshine and all kinds of good stuff, right, is to be seen and heard. What I mean by that is finding a community of individuals that are taking care of an aging parent. Remember, I'm going to be very specific about this and are also working a job a career or something like this. And they are also just like you struggling, right? Because when you're seen and heard by the people that get it, then you're like, okay, I'm not alone in this because we tend to, as humans, we tend to isolate. Do we not? We tend to head down, isolate. No, I'm going to figure this out on my own. So that's the first step. The second step you want to take our uh, pockets of time. And so what I mean by pockets of time, you know how this happens on my account. It happened last week. I was like, oh, wow. I didn't know I had like half a day that I didn't schedule anything. Good job. First of all, for giving myself that. But then I'm like, okay, what can I do with that pocket of time? What would I like to do with that pocket of time? And then you get to decide, okay, do I need to work on this proposal for work? Uh, is that something that has to get done? Do I want to take my mom to go buy some flowers at the garden center? You know, what is it you want to do? And is there a boundary that you might need to set in order to do that? Prime example, uh, my client, Lori, right? She constantly got interrupted by her daughter, not an aging parent, but her daughter. Uh, who's an adult and Lori takes care of her. She's like, oh my gosh, I have to get this report done for work. And she keeps interrupting me. It's not an emergency, but she just keeps interrupting me. And in my community, someone said, well, what if you put a sign in your door that you're in a Zoom meeting from one to two? Because then 
your daughter knows, okay, I can't talk to mom now, but I can talk to her at two o'clock. See what happens. So fine. Lori goes, does this week later. She says, you know what? <laughs> that worked. I shut my door. I put the sign on it. She's like, I was not in a Zoom call at all. I was working on this report and I got it done. Um, so sometimes you might have to set a boundary around that pocket of time. Third step, we are halfway there. This is kind of my favorite. Recharge. You talked about it earlier, Elisa. You cannot pour from an empty cup. You got nothing to give. Guess what? You're just like running on fumes. And when that happens, uh, your loved one, your aging parent's going to feel it. And they might feel like, oh boy, I'm being a burden because look at my poor daughter. She's exhausted, right? You don't want that. You don't want them to feel like that. You don't want to feel like that. And so it's, what can you do to recharge? This is also a very difficult one for us. And when I say us, I mean caregivers. I mean, those of us that are taking care of an aging parent. So I invite you to think of just one thing, one very small, teeny tiny, eensy weensy thing that you can do to recharge. And then if there's a comment section in your, um, on your podcast page, I would love for you to comment and let me know what's one thing you're going to do to recharge. Step four, as we head into the home stretch, is ditch the guilt. Here's why. You're laughing. It, it gets better. It's not just guilt that shows up. No, oh, no. He brings his friends. He brings his friends anxiety, uh, anger, resentment, and they all show up. It's like a big kegger in your head, right? And when that's happening, you can't get the report done for work right? Because you got all this head trash. You can't even think about, oh my gosh, a pocket of time. What is that? I have no time. Hear that all the time. I have no time. So to ditch the guilt, uh, this is like a layered learning kind of thing. These, these five steps, you kind of work backwards. You get with your community, you get with your coach and you're like, oh, hey coach, um, guilt's got me. And by the way, his friends are here too. Okay. Let's talk about that. Right. You look at your pockets of time. How are you spending your pockets of time? Um, what kind of boundaries would be helpful for you to set up? You look at how am I recharging myself? Because let's face it, when we're exhausted, we're grumpy. The guilt comes and it hits us hard. So that's how you ditch the guilt. You kind of work backwards on that five-step path. And then the very last step, uh, you might want a pencil and a piece of paper to write this down. I would suggest that. Go get that and then come back because it's a formula and it's not a crazy math formula. I don't do math. Here's the formula. Goal, obstacle, response. What this might look like for you as an example, let's say your goal is to recharge and you're going to recharge by taking a walk every day. Okay. So you're going to take a walk every day. You're going to call out an obstacle that you know is going to get in your way. And that obstacle could be, well, I know I'm not going to want to walk every day. Okay, fine. So when you call out that obstacle ahead of time, when it shows up, 
you know how you're going to respond, which brings me to part three of this formula. And when you're ready to go for a walk and you say to yourself, self, I don't feel like it. Your response is going to be, I'm going to put my tennis shoes on and I'm going to open the door and I'm going to step outside because I'm pretty sure you're not going to do all that and then turn around and head back inside and sit on the couch. You're actually going to go for a walk. Um, so those five steps to freedom and focus, because what I hear all the time is, oh my God, I can't focus Monday, right? When you're over here, you're connected, you're in balance, you have a plan, you have, you have an understanding of how it works. You're leaning into your intuition, that gut feeling, that little voice in your head. And when you're able to do that, oh boy, things just flow. I liked the goal thing because I think yeah. for all of us, we, we set a goal, but we don't do the other two steps as part of that, right? We're like, we're going to do this. And then it's like, even if you schedule it on your calendar, you're like, it's on my calendar. And then you're like, well, I can blow that off. Right. <laughs> and we, cause, but we have to look at it for me. Like I schedule things on my calendar that seem absurd, absurd, like lunch. I put it on my calendar and I block off time for lunch. Mm -hmm. Right. And people are like, why are you blowing up time for lunch? I'm like, so that I actually eat it. <laughs> because if not, I'll just blow through the day and keep going and then be like, wow, why am I so hungry? You know, but if I schedule it, I have to treat it like it's every other appointment. You have to, you know, take your focus and put it into that one thing. Absolutely. And, and you hit on something. Yeah. Call out an obstacle that, you know, is going to get in your way because when it shows up, you know how to respond. I'm eating my lunch. <laughs> Like I can take my phone call later. That's what voicemail is for. I'm eating that's, my lunch. <laughs> that's why they created that newfangled thing called voicemail. Or text messages. That's even better. Just text me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't have to answer a text the minute they send it to you. Yeah. Just saying. Well, that's, that's awesome. You know, I love everything you do, as you already know. I mean, obviously, that's why you're here, right? But I think what you're doing is great. Um, one Thank of the you. things that I thought was interesting is that you, on your questionnaire, filled out that you played snare drum in elementary school. What was that like? Oh my gosh. So in elementary school, I mean, that snare drum was bigger than I was, which was hilarious. So I had to, like, it came in a big case and you had to take the pieces and kind of thing and trying to get that damn thing on the bus and off the bus, get it into the seat. I can just imagine the school bus driver was probably like, oh my God. Cause I'm like, bang, 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 bang. Not even playing it, just getting it into the seat in the case. Um, yeah, That's I did. I did that because I was like, no, I don't want to play flute. I don't want to play recorder. I don't want to. I just want to. Yeah. That's funny. And I imagine that it became almost like your second friend because it was always in the seat next to you. Right. You, did you give yeah. it a name or anything? <laughs> I didn't. I did. But wouldn't that have been funny? That would have been funny. Yeah, you're right. It did sit in the seat next to me which meant I couldn't have anybody sit with me because I had that drum. <laughs> As an introvert, huh, maybe that's why I picked the drum. Ooh, that's deep. We're getting into it now. We're getting into <laughs> it now. Um, so, and then you also talked about your favorite quote, which I'm a big quote person, love quotes. Um, I, I do motivational quotes, inspirational quotes in my emails all the time, yeah. but you said you must do the thing that scares you, which is by Eleanor Roosevelt. So, yeah. I, I mean, 
you have to just get out of your fear sometimes. I mean, you just need to. Yeah. Because like I said, with this, this five step, right. This, this, um, um, guilt, just like, just like guilt, fear gets you Hmm. and fear gets you absolutely nowhere. Um, so just it's, it's, you know, well, what's that next step? Just like recharge, right? What's that next teeny tiny little bitty, just dip your toe in. What's that next step? Sometimes it's, it's the scariest thing uh, to think about that. But when you do, you take your power back. Hmm. Fear is a friend of guilt. So we're going to leave him out of the party. Take him out <laughs> of that. Yeah. He's not invited. So if somebody wanted to um, book a discovery call with you to talk yeah. about the freedom and focus, that's something that they can easily do on your website, right? Of course. Yes. And uh, so book that because that is literally your next best step. And don't be afraid. I'll be on the call with you. We'll work it out uh, so that you're taking the next best step, not only for you, but also for your aging parent, for your health, for your work, all of the things. Yeah. And when you talk about this community that they have, are you building that? Right. So in terms of that community, Are you taking all the people that you coach with and sort of creating a community for these other people to go to who are in the same situation? A hundred percent. Yeah. So in Facebook, it's called taking care of business and aging parents come find us. Uh, And the last Friday of every month, I have a gathering for individuals that are working a job, a career, are entrepreneurs, and are also taking care of an aging parent. And we all come together and figure out our next best steps. We laugh, we cry, all of it, and we do it together. So no one feels like they are they are alone. Yeah. And it sounds like part of what you do is you help them still make money while, you know, being a part of, especially as an entrepreneur, right? Because as you said, we're the only people doing it or if you're a solopreneur and the only person in your business. And if you're not there to do it, it doesn't make, mean to make no money, right? Um, so you're really helping them create those boundaries and that balance versus necessarily needing a secondary funding tool. A hundred percent. Because, uh, one of the things that I also do, not only am I your guide on the side, I've been there, done that, but I also, um, have helped clients to, uh, scale their income, to scale their business. Cause that's important, right? Money is fun to have. And when you have money, you have more control and, and all the things. So uh, absolutely. Well, that's fantastic. And so do you have anything upcoming that people can tune into that you'd like them to know about? Yes. So the last Friday of this month um, is a gathering that I have every month for those of you that are taking care of an aging parent and also working a job, uh, running a business and uh, join us because the topic is uh, I can't keep up. If you can relate to that, join us because we're going to talk about how you can keep up and how you can flourish while you're doing all the things. Get rid of that can't vocabulary and turn it into can. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Perfect. Okay. So where can people find you if they best wanted to find you? Oh, that's a great question. Easiest place is my website. It is coach-wendy.com. That's pretty simple. It's pretty simple. <laughs> of course. And I'm sure people prefer to call you Coach Wendy so they don't mess up your last name. <laughs> you know, it's just easier. 
Yeah. <laughs> I have to tell you, you're the second Wendy coach that I've spoken with. So oh. different coaching, very different areas. Um, but it's, I'm like, it must be the name, right? I think it's the name. It's popular. <laughs> yeah. It is. Um, so as we were talking about quotes and I told you, I love quotes. Um, yeah. Maya Angelou is my favorite poet mm-hmm. of all time. And she had this fantastic quote that says, I learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. Mm-hmm. And I can imagine that this has been true for you, um, mm-hmm. especially with the caregiver personality that you have. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I told you when we first started talking, I have an answer, but I think it's going to change. And wouldn't you know, it has changed. <laughs> so how this shakes out for me is um, in my mom's retirement community. There's one gentleman, Ralph, that every time I go in, I see him and I've known, we've known Ralph for, for years. Um, and he'll say, I'll, I'll ask him, how are you doing? I'm okay. You know, kind of thing. And one day I was just, I was having a day, right? We all have those. We're just having a day. And I said, hi, Ralph, how are you doing? And typical answer, I'm okay. You know, kind of thing. But then he stopped. And he looked at me and I was like, okay, what's this going to be? And he said, how are you doing? And I was like, oh, and I said, Ralph, um, I'm not doing so good today. And he said, well, tomorrow's going to be another day. And so just, just that, because don't we all just move so fast and we're so in it, Mm -hmm. but when someone stops and really wants to know, are you okay? How are you doing? Right. Um, that causes us to pause and, and go, you know what? This is just a day, an hour, a minute. I'm not going to be in this all the time. Um, and so that's how the Maya Angelou quote resonated with me. And I think in that, in that terms of like, you know, the way that it made you feel was, seen and heard and valued. I mean, all those things that you were talking about in the, you know, in the beginning of this call, right. The importance of being seen and heard. And even from somebody who was like sort of a complete stranger, right. Saw and heard you. And that recognition was just palpable. A hundred percent. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that question. That was great. (laughs) You're welcome. Um, so I enjoyed having you here. It's been a pleasure. Everybody go book some time with Wendy and she gave you some action items. She told you to go into the comments, do your little thing. She wants to hear from you. And so don't I. Um, So thank you all for being here. Any final words, Wendy? Yeah, no, I just, I'm anxious to see in the comments what you're all doing to recharge. I want to know. Awesome. Well, as I end every episode, lead with empathy, act with kindness. Bye y'all. Thank you for listening to All People Podcast. If you enjoyed our show, I'd love for you to subscribe and leave a five-star review. The work doesn't end here. If you want to keep the conversation going, find me on LinkedIn or Facebook or visit my website, apeoplepartnerllc.com. Lead with empathy and act with kindness. Have a great day.